0: it's Io here and I just wanted to give you a quick intro into the special episodes that I'm doing to launch this season. I've just changed the name of this podcast to The Built Environment Marketing Show. Why, you may be wondering, is the economy in recovery or crisis? Who knows? Well, right now we're definitely in crisis, let's be honest. So I didn't want my podcast name, Marketing in Times of Recovery, to be tied to the economy. So now was definitely the time to change. And to celebrate, I'm kicking off with five live interviews recorded over on LinkedIn in just one week. And now I've given you a bit of background, let's get on and listen to my interview with Stacey Meadwell. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Built Environment Marketing Marketing Show, which I can't even say, live here on LinkedIn. And yep, it's me again, IO. So, if you're joining us live, I came up with a new icebreaker question. I was researching this yesterday. So, do tell me something that you're looking to get out of this session today. So, if you can just put something in the comments, that will be great and we can see them, read them. And also, it tells us that you can actually see us because we have had issues in the past, haven't we, Stacey? Where we have (laughs) broadcast live and nobody could actually get on and see us stream on StreamYard. So, yeah, that's why. So, if someone you can say hello, that'd be awesome. Uh, so, anyway, it's Wednesday, hump day, day three of my LinkedIn Live podcast interviews. And today we're looking at how to get your LinkedIn profile basically firing on all cylinders or your activity firing on all cylinders. And my special guest today is uh, I'm going to say it's a former property journal, all round amazing writer, LinkedIn devotee, and a good <laughs> friend who has to tolerate my madcap ideas so she gets a, the, the messages for me going I've had this idea I'm gonna go live I'm gonna do this and she's always like oh um so it's <laughs> Stacey Meadwell and do you like my intro I wrote that last night I was like oh I like love, this. love uh, it love it would you like to introduce yourself or can you can you top that I don't know if I can top that, and I'm back <laughs> on bouncing the ideas because I'm, I, you know,
1: I'm, I'm always throwing thought thoughts at you, um, and we meet up regularly to kind of bounce our madcap. Uh, Our madcap business ideas. And um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I'm in a former B2B property journalist uh, turned content creator for businesses in the built environment. Um, and I support businesses by either writing content for them or training them
0: to write their own content. That's what I do in a nutshell fantastic so let's kick on with this I can't see any comments yet so if anyone could write anything I'd be really happy just that we can see that we are actually live um Mm. so um first question is does LinkedIn work to grow business
1: well I think it depends on how you use LinkedIn you know it's not like a case of If you just go onto LinkedIn and post something, you're automatically going to get reams and reams of businesses approaching you, knocking on your door, saying, I want to work with you. Um, it's all about your strategy. If you are a lurker on LinkedIn, that's somebody who goes and reads other people's stuff and doesn't actually get involved and engaged in any way, then it's not going to bring you business. If you don't post or if you post and ghost or if you just post and use it as a broadcast, then it's only going to get you so far. So I would say, yes, it does work if you use it properly. And I have got leads from LinkedIn and also existing contacts and clients will sometimes use LinkedIn to get in touch with me because I'm visible, I'm staying front front of mind. So it's a a combination. I'm not going to say I get tons and tons and tons of completely cold leads from LinkedIn because I don't, but it's a good way of keeping in contact with with my network network,
0: and people in the market and staying front of front of mind brilliant I think staying front of mind is one of the one of the key things it's like I always think LinkedIn's a kind of a is it your digital shop window it's a way of staying front of mind people knowing you're there kind of and you and that's the thing is that when I am look when I am suddenly at that stage of wanting to buy you want to be that first person that kind of pops into someone's head and I always think that's that's what you want to be. And that's why you do LinkedIn, because then people go, oh, who do I know who knows about built environment marketing? Mm. And they go, I-O, I know. Absolutely.
1: It <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I've, Just. and I've had existing clients that I've done um, certain types of work for that have seen me writing about other stuff and have got in touch and go, oh, could you work with us on that? And I've ended up working with them on something, something different to what I've worked with them for before on so it, and it is it's all about that staying front of mind fantastic
0: so um just before we kind of uh, people can hear us fantastic thanks emma um thanks a the hap we can hear you hello hi uh and also hannah cox has got a question for us which i'll take towards the end so we have got people online yes uh and my other thing was if you have any questions i forgot to say please do put them in the comments and we'll get to those at the end as well so no worries on that so my next question is: Isn't LinkedIn just about likes and no tangible business? Now I know this is a comment that I've heard when I've worked in consultancies, and a grey-haired old man has said this about marketing. And um,
1: yeah, I've I've heard I've heard similar comments, but it 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 comes back to how you how you use it and what your reason for being on LinkedIn. Is. I mean, obviously, today we're focusing on business and using it as, as a marketing tool. Um, I mean, there are lots of other reasons to be on to be on LinkedIn. Um, you know, like learning stuff, building your network, um, recruitment—if you want to recruit people into your business. Research but is one that's
0: research, really useful as
1: well. Research, yeah, it, research is really really good. So, I mean, that for that to that comment, I'd say it just depends on how you use it. You know, if yeah. you if you're not actively engaging, if you don't have a strategy. Um, it's like any form of marketing, really, you've got to have a strategy. You've got to have, got to have a plan, um, for what you want to get out of it. So, you know, yes, you can chase likes if you want to chase likes, you can chase likes if that's, yeah. if that's your role, you know, if that's your goal, um, you know, and actually we've had this, we've had this, um, conversation, conversation recently about, you know, posts going viral, doing, doing really well. And it, it's kind of, it. I'm not chasing that. I'm chasing no. more quali- qualified connections <laughs> and more qualified leads. And actually I found when I have had posts go, go a little bit crazy, you end up, it ends up being really, really <laughs> time consuming because uh, you get lots of random people commenting and
0: I'm commenting um, random and- things. Like your things like this has nothing to do with me or Absolutely. you're a you're real visitor. I really don't want to talk to you. And then you're yeah. like, I want to stay away from you. <laughs> so I would rather have far fewer likes, but know that they
1: are my target audience and you know, the people that I want to talk to than have a post go viral and have, you know, loads and loads and loads of likes, but it's a lot of people that I'm never going to work with and I don't want to work. I don't particularly want to work with, or that they're not in my, in my field. So, um, so yeah there are there are, ton, there are tangible benefits but again it comes back to the point of it's how it's it's all in how you use it.
0: Yeah and I kind of think in some ways it's like you can do smart things in terms of I think you know lights are important and impressions are important because it's about visibility right and you want to be in front of more people but I guess the key is having that strategy behind behind the scenes about how you take it from LinkedIn onto on, onto other channels, onto other kind of more direct conversations and things like that. That's what yeah. you want to start to build. You kind of want to take it off LinkedIn and 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 and, and you know have a CRM or start mm. having conversations via email or mm. you know like that's kind of what you want is like how do you get from the likes to business? So you yeah. have to kind of map that out and read, and that's part of your strategy. So I think that's absolutely right. So
1: mm. it's it's um, about building um, know like and trust is that is the kind of phrase yeah. that everyone everyone builds around and it starts with people getting to know you by what you're talking about and what you're posting about being approachable so that they feel like they they can approach you, but then having some call, you know, having a call to action, you know, yeah. to, uh, being, I mean, obviously, you know, nobody likes to be sold to, but if you're being useful and interesting, um, and you're saying, you know, look, I can, I can, you know, if you want to find out more about how I can help, you know, on this, you you give people like an inroad, an invitation to sort of get yes. to get to get in touch with you, um, but yeah, that's that's the tricky thing is 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 journeying people's like connections Step and engagement yep. into into um,
0: into actual kind of in, into clients. So if you want to get your LinkedIn activity firing on all cylinders, as the title is, mm-hmm. uh, what's the best approach to take to make an impact or the biggest fire?
1: um well in in the built environment obviously it's location 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 in in linked on linkedin i would say engage 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 and that is not that it comes in two strands first of all treat it like a networking event go and have conversations with you with other people comment on other people's content because that's going to give you visibility yeah um if you're if you're just posting and acting like a broadcast, then that's own, that's going to limit your availability and act, uh, your uh, visibility, and and actually LinkedIn wants people to be active on the platform. It wants people to be engaging with other content as well as posting their own content. So you will get you know link the LinkedIn algorithms, the mysterious LinkedIn algorithms. Uh, um, yes nobody (laughs) understands them but I know (laughs) I I know personally that if if I'm going to post something I don't post anything without having engaged and done some engagement first just to kind of you know to show that I'm I'm active on the platform and also you can get into some great conversations and also if you are going to post no one is going to comment and you know get engage with your content if you're not going off and engaging and commenting on other people's content. Um it's got to be a two it's got to be a two-way street. Um and the second thing is uh post regularly um and I'm sure we're going to come onto that in a bit in, in yeah. a bit more detail but also make sure that you are encouraging engagement right in a way that is accessible ask questions ask for people's views on views on things get a conversation going because if you are um, Posts that have lots of comments on them will get more visibility. Yeah. So it's like
0: a compounding thing, isn't it? You get a few comments. It
1: is. It is. is. It's
0: more. And it it just keeps happening. Yeah.
1: Because LinkedIn wants people being active and engaged with the platform. And if people are commenting on your post, LinkedIn goes, oh, this post is obviously interesting because lots of people are commenting on it. So therefore, I'm going to show it to more people. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, seeing it as. Seeing it as a networking, imagine you're at a networking event. How would you have those conversations? What questions would you ask the people in the room? You know, get those conversations conversations going. Um, so that that is my kind of number one takeaway, I would say, is, you know, engage and if you are nervous about posting and some people are really nervous yeah. about getting putting themselves out there start with commenting just get comfortable with commenting on other people's posts and i'm not talking about like just saying great post um <laughs> <laughs> I great
0: congratulations
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you know if people you know are getting promoted and all that yes you can yeah. be supportive and that, that that's engagement but you know but also do meaningful comments you know add something to the discussion um so yeah that would that would be um that would be my kind of key tip
0: for for how to approach linkedin i think for me i think it's like you said it's about engagement but it's also being curious so mm-hmm. asking questions actually using it you know using your comments as posts yourself so if i write mm-hmm. a, a good well thought through comment and it's normally stirs up some kind of idea for a post. So I kind of connect those, re- register those. And then that's a post in a couple of days or whatever when I, when I remember. So I think it's all of that kind of being curious and kind of wanting to engage. And I love the analogy that you gave about, you know, if you're going to a, an event, you talk to people, you, you circulate the room and that's what you do. And I guess you do do the same on LinkedIn. However... Mm-hmm. You wouldn't then meet me at an an event and literally the first thing you say to me is, hi, I'm IO, here's my business card, which is what people do in the DMs. So don't (laughs) do that, you know, (laughs) because that is an impact, but that's not a positive one. But um, I think that's the kind of stuff you need to do to kind of make an impact is that, I mean, in my kind of yesterday, this morning, I was thinking about this. I was like, actually, there's ways to make a bad impact, which is like posting really obnoxious stuff or like so you could still uh, like, <laughs> yeah, and like uh, there's uh, another way of making an impact <laughs>
1: like, yeah absolutely like, like, don't, don't be a troll don't <laughs> not be a troll because if you you know whatever you write on LinkedIn everybody can see it and that's potential yes. clients that's potential employers that's potential employees
0: just, just don't don't I have to admit you know, I did have blocked a couple of people in the past couple of weeks because like you're just so depressing and moany <laughs> Like, mm. I was just like I can't do this mm. <laughs> you're actually depressing my feed and, like, it's just like, and it's just like everything that person was going on was all about being negative and controversial and you're like this isn't nice <laughs> and people see it it's like people see what you're commenting Absolutely. On what you're it's, it's, it's your it, you know whatever
1: you're putting on LinkedIn whether it's a post or whether it's a comment that's reflecting on you personally And it's visible for everyone to see. And, you know, people now, if you're, you know, if you want looking to work with somebody, um, you go and check out their social media. And yeah. see what sort of stuff they're, you know, what they're about, which is you know a massive positive, but also it can be a negative if you're if you're being a troll. So no, don't don't be a troll. As I'm my mum troll. used to say, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Which obviously used to go down really well with me and my brother when we were having an
0: argument. <laughs> <laughs> Just be quiet. You'll be like, no stop <laughs> that Anyway, on to the next question. So what should I write about to make an impact?
1: Um I mean, there's lots of things, lots of things to write about. You've already mentioned about expanding if you're commenting, expanding on a a comment that you've made. If you if you're commenting on someone's post, you think, actually, I've got more to say about this. Turn that turn that into a post. Um, But I did actually make a little list of a few ideas. I Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. It's like you've done your prep work. I'm impressed. Yes, I have
1: notes. (laughs) Um, So. I mean, these are just some of the things So some of these might work for you. Some of them, some of them don't. I think ultimately ha- think about your strategy and think about some content pillars. So these are kind of key themes, for things that you write about and stuff that you want to get known for. Like say, for example, my, my content strategy is I write about writing tips, Um, I write about media interviews because I do media training. So I give tips and talk about, you know, advice and um, uh, add value, um, hopefully helping people, um, you know, with their own writing and, you know, things that they can do in in media interviews. Um, I also comment on um, built environment things sometimes. I comment on uh, work. Play stuff i i did a post a couple of weeks ago there was some interesting research about um about works works workspace trends and i had some thoughts on that so i did a post on that Um, and i also do occasionally do some throw in some personal stuff as well Um, it might be stuff that relates to kind of me as a freelancer being in business you know um it might be you know something that is is Again, just something that's happening outs- outside that um, I want to that I want to talk about. So Showing Before you run over. into your list,
0: I, mm. my contenters are built environment, mm-hmm. marketing, and me. So yeah. Those are my free content. Yeah. So not too similar. And it's yeah, always exactly. like you said, adding a story. There are stories about, but they're nearly always property related or built environment related yeah. experiences I've had. And again, it all kind of builds into marketing and. And it's general, but it does help me just to shape my content. So, yeah. Onto uh, ideas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then from that, you know, just these are just some 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 ideas for if you're talking about. So if you want to talk about your your business, you know, think about the questions that you get asked regularly. Uh, you know, that is a great source of content for me, you know, cause I do a lot of training. So there's always questions or when I'm, you know, when I'm talking to, to clients about, you know, pieces of work that I'm doing for them, the questions that they ask, I think actually that would be good. That would make a good post to write about, to, to write about that because it's, it's something I'm getting asked a lot. Um, think about, you know, common problems that you, that, that, you know, your clients have that that you help solve or, um, you can then, you know, thinking about, we obviously both write about the built environment, you know, think about observations about your sector, your industry, you know, and that can be observations. Like for me, it could be observations about sort of content. um, And people, sometimes I comment on, you know, what's going on on LinkedIn and start, you know, different kind of trends and things happening. But then I also comment on, you know, things that are happening in the built environment. Um, you know, so you think about your industry, trends that you're seeing, you know, what's influencing, what are the challenges, can you write about that kind of stuff? Um, I've already mentioned about asking a question, ask a pin, you know, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be you sort of giving your viewpoint on something, you could be actually I am not sure about this what do other people think and yeah. you know that that can make an interesting post and you're asking people to you know to get into a conversation It also shows that you're open to having those conversations and you're thinking about these things and you want to you know you want to want to learn and sort of get get other people's views um I've already talked about work life stuff so what's going on in the office you know if you, if you are if you do have a team in a, in an office i know this obviously Io and I don't have an office and we don't have a team because we're uh, we're solopreneurs or whatever we're called these days. Um
0: <laughs> I don't want a if, label.
1: But, but if you <laughs> no, but if you um, but, you know, but if you say, for example, you know, once a month you have like donuts in the office on a Friday, that can make a nice little social mm-hmm. post, you know, showing what you're like, what, you know, what your business is like to work for showing, you know, or if you've got a new starter, what do you do to kind of welcome them? Is the, These kind of little sort of more social things do generally do really, really well on really yeah. well on LinkedIn because it's showing the human side of your business and it's showing what you are like as a, as a, as a business to work for. So there are just a few ideas.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess of late, I mean, I guess my most successful posts are the observational ones. So Mm. like when I see something when I'm out and about and I turn that story into Mm. something, into a post. And I think probably one of the most successful posts I've had ever was actually about that trip to Tesco's. (laughs) Mm. Which was literally, I was really annoyed because I couldn't buy a cake Mm. in Tesco's because... You have to have their app. And that was yeah. the story. And it was literally, I only took a picture of that Tesco's on the way home after I'd been in a meeting all day. Because I thought, actually, I'll take a picture of that. And I wrote that on the train home. And it was like, yeah, it's a bit weird that I couldn't buy my cake. And I did get it from Marks and Spencer across the road. But like, that was my most successful post by far I've ever and, had. I think it had 20, 20,000 impressions.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's is, it is mad. It is mad. But the reason for that is, which I haven't yet mentioned is it's being relatable, and mm-hmm. something like that is relatable because other people, you know, have had that experience
0: and got frustrated. Well, yeah, there were people <laughs> like I know that Tesco's. Yeah, and I past it. And,
1: you know, the stuff that is relate, the stuff that is relatable is it will generally do really, really well. Um, you know, if you. You talk about sort of stuff that you're experiencing in business. You know, there's other people that are going to be experiencing that thing, and people want to makes it easier for people to comment because they relate to it, so they want to say they want to say something.
0: Yeah. So, how often should I be posting? Should I should I be, should I be posting to make an impact?
1: This is such this is such a tricky one, and I'm kind of interested yeah. in your take on this too, because when I when I first started using linkedin properly and i followed some you know linkedin gurus and they were recommending for posts four times a day which i tried
0: people, to I, I i tried did you try it i tried it but it was virtually did people think you were nuts and going what the hell are you doing I, know. I, um, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think
1: you i think it's important I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested in your view on this, but I think it's important when you're first, if you're really, you know, starting from scratch and you're, you know, you haven't had much of a presence at all. I haven't been very active on the platform. I would say be, you know, do more at the beginning. And then when you've established, you can then sort of tail off. You don't need to post four times a day. And actually I don't think LinkedIn is the right platform for that anyway. It's not like Twitter where you can just tweet, you know, do 500 tweets a day and there's no bother. I think with LinkedIn posts tend to have much more longevity and they need time to breathe. So post, so, um, you need to post regularly posting like once a month or once every two weeks. is not going to do, it's not going to deliver. Um, whether I, I, I post between three and five times a week, that might be too much for you, that might be not achievable. So you need to set yourself an, achieve, an achievable goal, but it needs to be regular. And I'd, I'd say, you know, I, ideally I would say three times a week, but that even that might be not achievable. So, I mean, I know that there are some, uh, you know, a very highly respected um, LinkedIn um, guru. Well, I hate to use the term guru, but that's what everybody kind of re- refers to them as, who, who posts once a week. It's always an yeah. absolute cracking post, but bearing in mind that they've been on the platform a long time and they've built up a big network and a big following, so they can probably get a, get away with that. So that's what I think, anyway. I don't know what you think, Io, because it's, uh, it's really tricky. It's a really, tr- it's a really tricky one.
0: The first thing I wrote was "How long is a piece of string?" That was the first yeah. yeah. First it is. So it is. I mean, yeah. like like you, I post most days um I mean this week I'm probably posting twice but that's because I've got these lives Mm -hmm. and then I do a a follow-up afterwards but generally once a day it's probably what I do um I think it's interesting like you say there are people who are amazing writers and they post once a month but like you say it's an amazing post and they've got their networks already built who, who come in and comment I think really realistically if you're an individual i guess it depends on what you're trying to do if you want to build fast and you want to make an impact posting once a week probably isn't going to do that much no you want to kind of do a couple times a week but you don't it doesn't have to all be your content so it could be you do a post and you share an interesting article with a comment you know what i mean so or you share a testimonial mm-hmm. you know so i think there's lots of kind of different things you can share so i think that's how you can do it without you having to create tons and tons of stuff yourself. I mean, like, I mean, for example, when I had my website be done last year, I literally, I had some uh, Canva templates and I got someone to create a series of carousels from each of like the stories and the content from my website. So I've got like 10 bunches of carousels that I can share whenever <laughs> I feel like. So I think it's stuff like that, that, that that can be your, not filler content, but things you can use and talk about that are more generic Um, So I think it's stuff like that, just thinking around actually what is content and then that makes it easier to post and make an impact.
1: And and I I would add to that. There's two things I would add to that is repurposing, because just because you posted something once doesn't mean to say everybody in your network has seen it, seen it. So don't be don't be afraid of repost, reposting stuff. Um, And secondly, remember, commenting is 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 basically content. content. Yeah. So even if you're even if you're only posting once or twice a week, ideally, yeah, as you say, I owe twice twice a week. I would especially at the beginning. I would be on there every day, spend fifteen minutes, thirty minutes every day, going and commenting because all of those comments are, are building your visibility. Because those comments are suddenly visible to your network. You know, if you look at your feed, you get a notification saying, "Oh, so and so that you're connected to commented on this." Yeah, that's happening. If you comment, that means that, that little notification is appearing in your contacts feeds as well. So and also I think be active gonna- on the platform every day, you know, you can be yeah. active on the platform without posting every without posting every every day
0: and also i think uh you want to connect with people as well i guess that's the other thing you comment and comment and connect because that's yes. the thing is that you want to build up your network and that's the Absolutely. other bit to fast track yeah, yeah. your network and by being supportive of other people's content they will want to connect with you as Absolutely. well as their followers they'll see you and want to connect with you so yeah and a way to build your network
1: that That's a really good tactic is, is, you know, if you want to connect with, if, you know, if there's somebody like a potential client there and you want to connect with them, just get commenting and get them, you know, they get familiar yeah. with you because you're commenting, they start commenting yourself. And then after you've had that engagement, then you can then connect and just, yeah. you know, it's a nice little easy intro in, into rather than just cold, cold sending out connection requests and people have no <laughs> idea why, why you want to connect with them.
0: Okay, so is there a writing structure or an anatomy to be good, for a good LinkedIn um, post? Is there a, yeah, it's writing structure. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I think the, the key thing is I have I don't have a te- I don't have a template because I think you need to develop you know your own style. But the one thing I would say is really important is your first line of your post is prime real estate to bring it back to the built environment.
0: Um, so <laughs> it's the Mayfair of your it, LinkedIn post. It's the
1: Mayfair, it's the Mayfair <laughs> of, your, of, your, of your LinkedIn post. Um, if you aren't grabbing people's attention, A, making them stop stop scrolling through, it's got to stop the scroll and it's got to make them want to read on. So you've got to answer, why would I care? Why Why is this interesting? What's in it for me? Why should I invest time? People aren't paid to invest time in your content. So you need to give them a reason to invest in it. So my number one thing is don't waste your first line going, oh, I was delighted to attend this blah, blah, blah event. Who cares? Ultimately, (laughs) nobody, (laughs) um, you know, if you went to if you're talking about, say, you know, events is a good one. If you're talking about going to an event, just talk about what was interesting about it. What did you got? Did you, you know, who did you see? give people a reason to kind of want to, to click and, re, you know, click the more button and read the rest of your post because LinkedIn sees that as engagement. If people have clicked the more, that is like the first line of engagement yeah. for, for LinkedIn because they think, Oh, they're interested in this post. They've clicked to read the whole thing. Um, so that would, that would be my, um, that, that would be my main tip is you got to make sure that first line, that first line is essentially your headline. Yeah. Make, make it, make it work hard. You've got to intrigue. You've got to stop the scroll. Think about, you know, are you getting to the point? How quickly are you getting to the point? Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, and then after that, it's there's so many different ways there's so many different ways you can you can approach it you know let's say there's no there's no real temp, template but also i would make sure to deliver on your headline on your opening you know don't do yeah. sort of a very clickbaity type sort of opening line and then not the rest of the post doesn't deliver it's the same as a clickbait headline we've all clicked on those when it's promi- promised over promised and not delivered
0: um And you get annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. your stuff (laughs) again. Uh, I I thought questions, actually. Questions is also quite a nice way to kind of start as well. Something that kind of leads you in. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Or, you know, I I think questions can be quite a nice way to start. Okay, so in terms of format, are there any that you recommend that people use to make, to get their LinkedIn activity firing? I can't talk
1: today. Is this... um... I mean, you know, this is like there's so many different things you can do on LinkedIn. I mean, written posts are very much the, you know, very much the obvious one, but don't sort of dismiss the other because most people are doing written posts, but not many people are doing video, not many people are doing carousels. Um, so think about these other mediums. You know, LinkedIn lives again, like doing this kind of thing. It obviously, you know. It can be quite scary doing something like this, but think about the the other sort of channels that you've got available to you. Pictures, you know, sometimes a picture tape paints a thousand words. You know, and you can have a nice picture and a shortish caption to go w- to go with it. Um, so th- there are you know there are lots of different. Don't just think you've got to write three hundred words. And yeah. you know, you, there are other options available to you.
0: Uh, that was good. You just kind of answered the question from Hannah Cox, which was interesting. Three times per week is a lot for a long post. Are short observational posts sufficient to keep relevant and then mixing it up? And the answer is yeah. yes. Yes,
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. definitely.
0: You would be writing your LinkedIn all day, Hannah.
1: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but, and it, and it's, and it's, as I said, if you see something in the news, you know, like the, the sort of the, the workplace, um story that I saw there was some research and there was a story about it on the BBC so I linked to the story and gave my two penneth worth on that particular story and that didn't take that that long to put that together so no you don't need to be writing you know war and peace people and also you know it's got to be interesting enough to to make people want to read a 300 word you know some of the I've seen some really really um popular posts that have done really well and they've been like two lines I mean you know you've got to make those two lines work but it doesn't have to be a long post <laughs> mix it up because you know and if you're get, like, if, if you're writing sort of you know the full length the full maximum word count that you've got on a post for every single one it a takes a long time and people just I think people get a little bit tired of it because they oh it's gonna be another long post I haven't got time to read that today
0: I'm not I don't like walls of text either like really long mm-hmm. posts I find you know like there's a trend towards really long emails as well and mm-hmm. I I give up yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I, I literally I thought, like too long. <laughs> What's the I, point? <laughs> so I'm not focusing for that long. But that's, that's my mentality though. So it's uh, like, oh. Um, okay, so I've been posted on LinkedIn, but I'm not getting a lot of traction, Stacy. So what should I do?
1: Uh are you encouraged? This is a lot of stuff we've already covered. Are you encouraging engagement? Are you encouraging a conversation? Are you no. posting something that is that has your audience front of mind? Are you posting things that you find interesting that isn't interesting to your actual audience? You know, think about what is valuable to the people that you want to connect with and and talk to. What is interesting to them? Why would they care about this? Um, Are you engaging with other content? Again, coming back to the point I made, if you're posting, but you're not going away, why would anybody come and engage with your content? If you're not going away and engaging on theirs, you know, if you, if you start commenting on other people's posts and they might check out your post and go, Oh, what are they writing about? They've made interesting comments. Let's go and check, check their stuff out. Um, So those are the, those are the, you know, those are the key things I would say if, you know, are you engaging? Are you writing stuff that's relevant and interesting to your audience? Are you thinking about the audience or are you thinking about what you just want to tell everybody? It's coming back to that broadcast and that megaphone. Don't, don't, think of it as a, like a networking you're not you don't go to a networking event and stand on the stand in the corner on a sofa <laughs> meeting, shouting what you know you buy me yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's a, laughs> I've doing doing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, And I, yeah I mean I on the back of that I think the other thing is just to know it does take time to build mm. and work so like you might think that nobody's seeing your stuff but they are, you know, there's 200 people or like 300 impressions or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's really low. It's like, well, actually, if you had 300 people in the room listening to you, you'd be quite happy, wouldn't you? So yes. I think, you know, you just got to kind of get yourself from the mindset. Actually, you might not think people are seeing it, but they are, even if they're not engaging. Like Stacey said earlier about the whole lurker thing. So don't give up i mean for me it probably took what six months to get proper traction so you have to start building and and that's it and that's that's what it takes Mm. um so i'm gonna sort of i've I've got a final question which is around hashtags are Mm. they worth it what should i be doing
1: um i would say yes they are worth it um they're i mean i'm following the sort of the LinkedIn gurus who are really kind of, you know, they've got, you know, half a foot in the in the door with LinkedIn and they can see what's coming up and they can see, you know, really monitoring what's changing. And there was some, you know, there was some uh, posts re, uh, a few weeks ago about um, how LinkedIn might start attaching more value to hashtags and if how many people yeah. are following particular hashtags. I would say you know again interested in what you think about this i i think have have a personalized hashtag that people can follow so mine is hashtag property writer so if people want to kind of catch everything i put that on every single post so if people want to follow that hashtag they're going to get all my all my content so you can have like one that's business specific and just unique to to you in your business um Then think about hashtags that are relevant. I mean, LinkedIn actually sets out a guidance. One of the few things it sets out guidance for, and it's three to five. So don't go crazy. Do a minimum minimum of three, but don't do more than five because LinkedIn says it likes three to five hashtags. (laughs)
0: But LinkedIn changes his mind after a few years anyway.
1: (laughs) At the moment, that is. So um, I I would be careful about your, your hashtags, you know, I suppose it's a little bit like keywords. So, for example, if you're writing about the office market and you just put hashtag offices, you think, and that's got, you know, a gajillion followers. Yeah. Is that really going to get your post much more visibility? Think about sort of being a little bit more specific. Um, and the other tip I would say with hashtags is don't put them in the body of your of your post. Oh, no you're empty that.
0: I don't like that. I find it's quite disjointed to read no, no, it. No, don't. Put, the, put them yeah. at the bottom.
1: Put them at the bottom of your post. It's when people include them with the actual text. So they're going, there's a really interesting thing happening in the hashtag office market at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) It it makes it really difficult to read. So just, just put them at the bottom. Keep it nice and neat. Put 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 them at the bottom. So, yeah, that, that those are my initial thoughts on hashtags.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think hashtags are useful, and they are getting more prominence in the overall home feed as well. Mm. So, you know, like when you scroll through or you see more, of, like I've followed like, the big ones like construction and stuff, and you see more yeah. of the posts now. Yeah. So I think it's worth using, but like you say, three to five in the main. Sometimes I go more because mm. I like to go crazy. Um, but um, the other thing is you can use the search bar, tap in the hashtag, click on it and actually see how many followers it has, then you can kind of get a gauge on which ones are mega hashtags, which you probably won't get a lot of visibility on, Mm -hmm. but also which ones are the smaller ones or more niche ones that you might get more visibility on. And actually it's also a good way to see who else as how you can find influence, influencers in yours it, under that hashtag. And you can see who, who who is posting content. So actually, those are the types of people for certain hashtags who you can engage with and connect with. So that's another kind of way to kind of fast track what you're doing as well, using hashtags as a way to kind of search and find the influencers and the posters in your industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so on to my final question, which is around tools, resources, and tips. So a bit of a quick fire round or not that quick, to be honest, Uh, (laughs) tools, resources, and people to follow that you use, I guess, to create LinkedIn magic. Who would you recommend? What would you say?
1: Okay, so person to follow. um, I, I would follow John Asperian. Um, who is brilliant on LinkedIn and he's, he's one of the, he's one of those that is following LinkedIn really closely and always seems to know what's coming up, know what new features are being introduced, what might be phased out. Um, and what he does is he's very good because he will try different things. Like for example, he'll do a post with a link in it. See how that performs, and then do another post with, without a link, and see. And he he will then sort of talk about his results and say, actually, this is what I found by doing this. So he backs everything he says up with with hard evidence, um, and you know stuff that he's actually tried tried and tested. So I would I would recommend following uh, following John Aspirian. Um, in terms of tools, I don't use any scheduling tools or anything like that. But my tip would be, and a lot some people don't haven't may not have noticed this but if you if there is somebody you want to make sure you don't miss any of their posts go to their profile and i think it's on the top right hand side under the banner there's a little bell icon you click on that that means you'll get a notification every time they post yeah so it's a really good way. I mean, obviously, you don't want to do that for people, you know, you
0: know, a
1: huge amount of content, I, and just be getting like constant. I know, because
0: otherwise, it does get a bit overwhelming. Yeah. You're like, I but could only there, follow a couple of people.
1: Small, <laughs> there are a small handful of people that you really that you know there might be target people that you want to engage with their content, and you don't want to make sure you don't miss what they're posting. Use the bell eye, I- use the bell icon. So
0: that would be my cool. my my yeah. tips. Actually, I've got John Esperian's book there, which is Content DNA, which is very good. Mm. Um, my um, my ones was actually, I guess, free tools. I guess LinkedIn, as you like, look if you're going to start kind of doing more on LinkedIn. I was like, actually, if you Google LinkedIn SSI score, and that will take you to free a free thing and you can look at your linkedin profile and it gives you a score on in terms of how you're performing uh your profiles performing in terms of your industry and your and how much you're posting and stuff like that and engagement you're getting so you can have that score at the start before you start kind of doing more activity and then just track it and just see oh have it gone up how's it gone down how it improves over time so I think that's a quick measurement tool but it's also worth noting that LinkedIn analytics has improved massively mm-hmm. over the past six months for company pages the individual pages and you can see a lot more about the companies you're connecting with and uh, the time that they're viewing stuff what they're doing so there's a lot more detail there in terms of kind of tracking your performance mm-hmm. so you know in six months you can see how you've progressed and what's happened in your connections. And so I think that's all the analytics is kind of useful to know about LinkedIn as well. Um, And I guess my final tip is Canva. Canva is absolutely brilliant for doing graphics. I used it to do all the graphics for the lives. I've used it to do, you know, all the stuff I do on, on, on LinkedIn. I use that. So I've only had a professional designer design my logo, basically, and the assets that I use. But then after that, it's all my own templates in Canva. And that's sort all of the stuff I use. So that's my other tip is to get handy with that because it's mm-hmm. always good for creating stuff. So yeah, Can-
1: that's it. Canva is a good call because um, uh, you made a video using Canva and I nicked that idea and I actually did a video at the beginning of this week using Canva. It was really easy.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh, it seriously, seriously is. All right, let me just quickly scroll forward and see if we've got any more questions from the floor. We've got Hannah's one that we took. Uh, we've got a comment from Emma Drake. I think you're right, Stacey, which you always are. Uh, often forget the it's social and social media. It's relaxed which has relaxed a little thank goodness Mm. um ellie garfield says i feel like everything i say has to be super important and interesting tip ellie ellie doesn't have to be (laughs) observationally boring that's always a nice thing to go for Mm. um and Hannah joined and she said that the reason she joined was she would like to learn any tips that you are happy to share all ears which I think we shared quite a lot so thank you so much for being an amazing guest Stacey thank you thank you for inviting me Chuffed to Bits to be on the podcast finally finally how do people find you I've got to say Uh, guess what I'm on LinkedIn (laughs) (laughs) on that note
1: you can check out my website which is staceymedwell.com brilliant
0: thank you so much Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Built Environment Marketing Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes, which will have useful links and resources connected to this episode. You can find that on abassmarketing.com. And of course, if you like the show, please do share it with others on social as it helps more people to find us. See you soon.